Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to PMPA Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles podcast. Carly Kistler-Miller has joined me today, and we're going to do a bit of an MBA geek thing and explore overall equipment efficiency as our topic. Welcome, Carly. Thanks, Miles. MBA geek thing on overall equipment efficiency. I'm thinking you're going to be playing solo on this one. Not at all. As you'll see, your MBA and experience will enable you to make some strong contributions. It's only arithmetic after all, so you'll have a real heads up and an advantage. Well, if it gets much past Busy machines and production lines are good, but even better are busy machines and production lines that are making the right product and making the product right. You're going to be by yourself. Well, that's a great start, actually, Carly. OEE, overall equipment efficiency, means that we don't merely want the machines to be busy, but we want the machines to be making the right products and making them right. That's a great way to start us off. So what actually is OEE? I mean, we know what overall equipment efficiency means, but I also know you. How are you going to deconstruct this? Three words, availability, performance, and quality. As a percentage of your equipment's ideal values, nameplate values, as it were, each of these factors plays a role in determining your shop's overall equipment efficiency. When I looked at OEE for my plant, I found that we were definitely not getting the productivity that our equipment was capable of achieving. So that is the question for our listeners today. Are you making the right products on the right machines to earn the best return from the resources that you have. Okay, I see the MBA thinking already. OEE is a means of confirming if we are achieving the ROI that we should be getting. Yes. So let's take each of these three values and explore them in light of our shops. After we look at each of these separately, we can integrate, trigger warning folks, I don't mean integrate as in Calc 3. These factors can be uh, put together and give us that overall value. So are we going to do an arithmetic podcast? Because this is audio media. This could get a little crazy. Actually, we're just going to keep it simple and presume that we're at 90% in each of these three areas in our shops. (laughs) And then will we be surprised? (laughs) A 90% in my high school, that was a B. But if we're being graded on a curve, that just might sneak up to the grade of an A or maybe an A minus. We shall see, Carly. We shall see. In my steel plant and your precision machining shop, availability has two components. Running time, the time the machines were actually producing product, and scheduled time. Availability is the ratio of that running time to the scheduled time. A equals RT divided by ST. 
In other words, availability is given by dividing the time the machines are actually running, running time, by the time that they were actually scheduled. Scheduled time, ST. A equals RT divided by ST. Okay, that's easy enough. And since running time has to be less than the scheduled time, we just need to look for reasons why they aren't running. Yes, but most shops don't really track this. It's just assumed idle time due to operator coffee, smoke, meal breaks, setups and changeovers, breakdowns and mechanical issues, delays waiting for first piece approval, gauging setups or crane availability or lift truck availability. When your operator is on a break, is maintenance using that time to do PM on that equipment? Aha, you're right, Miles. My MBA brain is enjoying this topic. Now that we've identified our process factors, what's our plan for continuous improvement? Exactly. Prioritize the biggest potential items for immediate improvement. Okay, so performance was the next factor. And I'm not sure what to ask here. We already have the ratio of the machine running time to schedule, so shouldn't we be done with that? That's really insightful, Carly. Yes, we did compare the ratio of the machine running time to the time it was scheduled. But what about comparing it to the time that it was theoretically available? Got it. So even though it's, and I'm doing air quotes here, operating in the availability category, if our performer has the machine out of service to change tools, clear bird's nests, emptying the chips routinely, loading new bar stock, or slowing down the machine from a layout because of finish, chatter, tool notching, or chip hammering, that impacts the realized performance. In many shops, the management has no idea about those lost minutes or hours of production. Each operator might have their little piece, and the foreman is likely to have a good idea. But really, in your shop, how do you report on your actual uptime and, more importantly, the categories that explain your downtime? Exactly. Take those downtime categories and do a Pareto analysis. This will help you prioritize the ones to work on first. And maybe that means going back to, why did we even quote this job at all? It's at the bottom of the range, bottom of machine capacity, bottom of our capability. No wonder we're losing time and money here. We need to use this for organizational learning not just heap scorn on the operators trying their best to get the wrong job done on the wrong equipment. So there must be some math for performance. There is, exactly. Performance, then, is the ratio of the output achieved divided by the theoretical output. So the output achieved is, we got 45 parts out this hour. The theoretical output Maybe we were expecting to get 50 in the case of a 90% efficiency. The equation is P equals O divided by A, or output achieved divided by theoretical output. Here's another tip for management. This factor is typically the one that you focus on when you're comparing across operators or across shifts can also be important when you change your tooling or work methods from those that were anticipated in your original quote. 
Okay, so we've covered availability and performance. The last factor is quality. And I could see you're already excited to tackle this one. Deming said that we get what we measure. That means making responsible choices about the measurements we use for our shop indicators. Production foremen might think that machining is about making the production numbers. But shops that remain in business know that it is making parts with the quality needed that keeps the parts shipped and the invoices paid. I worked in a plant where the plant superintendent thought that the scale at the end of the production line was the finish line. They even had a checkered flag at that scale, the shades of NASCAR. As far as the production manager was concerned, that was it. Well, sure, he was done. Made his production, got it weighed up, put it into inventory. I see what you're saying, but nobody writes a check for products in inventory. It's what ships that pays the bills. And if nothing ships because the quality isn't right... Stop the phones, Joe. We have our winner. (laughs) Nailed it, Carly. The end of production is not the finish line. Putting parts into inventory is not the finish line. Having parts that meet all the requirements that the customer has specified is the finish line. And while Goldrat theory says they aren't the finish line until they've actually paid for after shipment, we're going with um, quality as the ratio of good parts produced divided by the total parts produced for our definition of OEE. I know that our shops calculate a yield for the weight of the parts produced versus the weight of the material. Is that it? That's partially correct, Carly. It depends on whether or not that yield figure included the setup parts or not. For our purposes here, we want the ratio of parts produced that will go to the customer divided by the total number of parts produced. Maybe an hour's worth of production didn't get a chamfer for some reason, or two pans had scratches from the process and they won't ship. So quality is given by the equation quality Q equals GP, good parts, divided by the number of TP, total parts. And that's total parts, not toilet paper, in this frenzy of COVID-19 preparation again. I could see where that would be misinterpreted. But I also know, well, I, I like that you're always saying that quality is the absence of waste. Those scratched parts, those parts without a chamfer, those are waste. Yes, that waste must be accounted for in this overall equipment effectiveness calculation. Quality is the absence of waste. Those parts are waste. The difference between the good parts, you know, total parts minus good parts, that's the waste. Cool. So how do we put all this together? Just add all these up? It can't be that easy. Well, that is the important question. OEE overall equipment efficiency is the product of each of these three terms. OEE equals availability times performance times quality. Listeners, please put down your beverage. If you're driving, make sure you're buckled in and safe because we're going to reveal the little secret of 
this product, OEE equals A times P times Q, availability times performance times quality. And you said earlier to keep it simple, we were just going to use 90% for each of these. So, holy smokes, 0 0.90 times 0 0.90 times 0 0.90 equals 73%. That's crazy. 73%. Where's that on your grading scale, <laughs> It's Gardner? low. It's low. It's crazy. We think 90% is great. And 90%, you know, is, is worth an A if we grade it on the curve, I think you said. Well, 73% is the product of 90% times 90% times 90%. How you feeling about that as a grade? No, that, I think that was a C or C minus. It's terrible. I hate it. So now I know why people don't trust MBAs with calculators. Oh, they trust us all right. They just hate our inferences after <laughs> we get done doing the math. Okay, that's a good point. Well, I know you don't want to leave it here. I mean, 90% on three indicators, and we're basically at a grade of C. So what's our way out of here? Do you remember the challenge coin that they gave you when you visited PMPA member Cox Manufacturing in San Antonio? Mm -hmm. What did the one that Bill Cox gave you say? Mine said continuous improvement. It was above and below, well, going around actually, a model of the plan, do, check, act cycle. That is the real lesson of why we want to know our OEE. Cardly. Why don't you run those calculations again, this time improving each of those indications by just 1%. So 0 0.91 times 0 0.91 times 0 0.91. 75.4%. That's not much. I mean, it's an improvement, but... Now, the final lesson of OEE is revealed. If we establish quality systems that are zero defect, 100% compliant, that multiplication is 1 times 0.91 times 0.91. Want to run that? Sure. Okay, I come up with 83%. Congratulations. You've just earned an honest B in OEE. Wow, so OEE is the measure that helps us prioritize our improvements to get the biggest improvement. Obviously, quality is critical, but tackling the lowest of the three factors, availability, performance, and quality, will give you the biggest return. And that will help you sustain your shop. Continuous improvement isn't just a quality department thing. It is truly the ways and means to make our shops more sustainable, more reliable, and more profitable. And OEE gives us the map of where to start in our shops. Exactly right. I told you you'd enjoy this, Carly. You're quite welcome. You're quite welcome. You were right. <laughs> that wraps up today's discussion about overall equipment effectiveness, which was really the camouflage for yet another discussion on the ways and means and necessity for continuous improvement in our shops. Thank you for joining us. For additional information, please visit pmpa.org. Yes, thank you for joining us. 
And when you're on pmpa.org, take advantage of our new website where you can search our podcasts, Craftman crib sheets, production machining articles, and our webinars. In fact, our Craftman crib sheet on this topic will be posted as notes along with this podcast. Also, don't forget to please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Like Deming said, we won't get it if we don't measure it. In this case, if you don't subscribe. (laughs) Yes, please. And if you aren't already taking advantage of PMPA membership, be sure to check out pmpa.org to see all we have to offer. And why is a PMPA membership so important, Miles? Because Because we we are are better better together. Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles.